Welcome to the B&E Podcast with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Exploring the creative process and finding the balance between artistry and industry. Entirely uncut and unscripted. Ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho! It's It's new. Yeah. That's new. It's it's podcast time, everybody. Podcast time. Podcast time on the B&D podcast. Um, Lots to talk about, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, A little revamp for us uh, here. We're kind of of doing away with, like, coming in with, like, knowing the topic, Mm. necessarily. Um, Just because it seems like... The best ones that we do are the ones when we don't necessarily have a topic. Not that the ones we do have a topic are bad. I think we've done terrific podcasts that way. But, um, you know, we're just kind of like, you know what? This just seems to work just as well, if not better, when we just start talking. Um, Because it's usually about something that's personally pertaining or something that we find that we kind of learned or heard or something that we found kind of interesting and provocative. And that kind of spurs something on. And then we just like end up spending a ton of time trying to come up with a conversation or like the topic and how we're going to title it. And, and we end up having these great conversations and just trying to sort that all out that doesn't get recorded. Yeah. So plus it just takes more, more time and effort to kind of figure that out. And then we end up kind of, um, going, away from that topic to some degree anyway, because yeah. we're trying to bring our lives into it regardless. So, yeah. and then yeah. you start to wonder, it's like, well, what's like, is the, is the payoff enough for taking this time, you know? And sometimes it might be, but, um, I think we've kind of discovered that it's like, no, there's not really, it doesn't create enough of an impact on the quality of the podcast for us to, to necessarily continue to do it. Yeah, and I mean, I think the feedback we're getting too from from people who are listening or even watching the videos are basically saying they like the conversation. They like how it's this unfolding conversation, and you know, um, even if they aren't interested in the in the topic, they actually just enjoy listening to us discuss and like share our process just through conversation. So, you know, ultimately, I think that's why we kind of came here. But I think this is this is kind of. I don't know, maybe even this is the point, I don't know. But it's kind of like, as you go through the process of building something or doing something, you know, you discover it as you go. And you don't always know the, all the answers in the beginning. And then you get the feedback and you learn and then you evolve and you you work with what you're, you know, what you're learning as you go, the feedback you're getting and you adapt to that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, I, I just recently saw a thing, we, we kind of had a talk, uh, talk on this like, a while back, it was because like, like there was this Mark Zuckerberg quote that you had found. It was really awesome. I recently saw like another thing that was like, here's a bunch of like successful like millionaires or billionaires who've basically all had this piece of advice, which was just, like just get started, hmm. like just go. You that there will never be a time when you are completely ready. You will never like it's, it's not going to happen. You're never going to be completely ready. You're never going to feel like you have everything in place. Um, so you might as well just get started. Right. Right. Like, yeah, have, have a plan, you know, of some kind, like 
be thoughtful about what you're getting into. But the thing is, if you're passionate about what you're doing, you've probably put some thought into it. Mm. You know, I was just thinking about that whole, whole thing, you know, I was like, I remember growing up and, and everybody, uh, you know, hearing that sort of that sentiment of just like, well, passion is what counts. You know, it's like, if you've got the passion, you can do anything. And, you know, you just kind of be like, yeah, 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 sure. But what's really the trick? Mm. You know, that was always kind of my thing. Like, I always thought it's like, but that's your ego talking, you know, that's your head trying to like, right, like overcomplicate shit, right? It's like, yeah, 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 that passion's great. Passion's great. But what's really, <laughs> what's really, like, you can tell me, you can tell me, what's really, <laughs> what do I really have to do to make this work? And I'm just like, no, it, it man, it really is passion. That was something I was just recently thinking about. Like, mm. if somebody's got genuine passion for something, man, like, you, you really can't, like, you can do it. Like, you really fucking can do it. That really is the only thing that, that counts. Because everything else you can, you can learn. Mm -hmm. Everything else is, is usually pretty easy to learn. Right. You know, and, and when you're passionate about it, you will learn it and you will learn it probably quite quickly because you care about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll learn by doing as opposed to by theory. Yeah. You know, there's so much, I think like so much, uh, time spent trying to make sure that you figure it all out before you go and do it. And, and, um, I do think that there is a value in taking a little bit of time to kind of go like, okay, well, you know, let's get a little bit of information. So I'm not just doing this like aimlessly, but, yeah. but at a certain point, okay, you got enough stuff. Now just go and do it and try it out because the best experience you can get is that real world, real life experience, yeah. you know, I'm and actually doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, um, I remember years ago, uh, my, my agent, I was having a conversation with her and she is like, you know, absolutely wonderful. And, and I valued her opinion forever and ever. And, and, uh, she said to me, like when she kind of took me on in, in those first few years, she said, and, and she studied at, she was an actress herself. She went and she, you know, studied at a, at like uh, studio 58 mm -hmm. over here in Vancouver, which is like, you know, one of the most highly sort of praised, um, I don't know if they're necessarily conservatory, but you know, they are like a very sort of like, yeah, like very serious acting program out here. <laughs> um, but a, like a nationally very sort of like acknowledged one. Um, but she also went and she studied in New York and stuff like that acting. So she really is like an actor's agent. Right. But I remember her saying to me, she's like, listen, as I was trying to plan what I was going to do, right. Uh, what was, what, how, what was I going to do coming out of high school and stuff like that and, and going to study and she, and she said, listen, like you, you have like the important things that you need to be an actor. She's like most, she's like your best education you're going to get on set. Mm -hmm. Like that's where you're going to really learn. And it was kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I need to get into a class and you know, there's, there's nothing great. You know, it's that whole thing of, of still being like, yeah, 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 but that's, that's not really what's gonna get me going. Right. It's so, it's such a weird thing. It's like you, this overcomplication, like this thing, like not having a recognition of what I was actually really bringing to the table and having a sense of how that was valuable. Right. Um, that it was something that, uh, that, 
gave me sort of something unique because it's one of those things it's like well this just who this is just who I am this is what I already know right so you don't necessarily appreciate it the mm. way that somebody from the outside appreciates she saw something and was just like wow like I really appreciate this quality that you have to your acting and you have the most critical component but for me I was just like no no no, no. I've got to learn something yeah <laughs> I've got to get out there and I've got to learn something and I and I just put my head down I, I buried myself in in classes and learning acting technique and and you know that I'm not I don't regret that like I, I learned a lot of it but I think my attitude towards it um was maybe what was kind of a little bit screwed up mm. right because you know I ended up making I ended up making what I did about the technique and I kind of lost I kind of lost some of what I had brought into it you know because I didn't value it for myself right right and I think that that's and then starting to to come back to it which is kind of a fun thing in a, in a lot of ways and and I'm actually really grateful for it I think that that was all something that I I was supposed to to go through right I think I was supposed to go through that kind of journey you know like you you come back around to where you you began mm. you know to know it for the first time right as I've heard quoted somewhere I don't remember who said it and they said it better than I just did but there you go um <laughs> <laughs> well you know I think it's uh you, you know I think also being be, feeling like you're good enough feeling you're worthy or valid or valuable or whatever is is a constant struggle that all not just artists go through, but all people go through. And, um, you know, there's this kind of like, who am I to, to do this? Who am I to be great? Who am I to go and whatever? Yeah. And, and, and really like the thing is, is I think what we, um, don't realize is that the way a person is, especially in art is such a fascinating thing that if we're just authentic, that we're going to end up creating something. And I mean, I'm not going to say that every little piece of art or whatever we do is always going to be a masterpiece. It's all going to be great. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I think a lot of it is giving yourself just kind of permission to go and do the thing that you want and, 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 and try it out and, and whatever. And, um, you know, I think, uh, that's the hard thing, you know, there's like, there's, there's schools for everything. And I think really like, what, what a lot of schools are, are made, unfortunately, are a lot of people create stuff just to make money. They don't make it to actually teach. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, we get caught up in certain people's mentalities where they kind of like say that they want to help, but really they just want to make money off of your tuition or whatever. And I think that's unfortunate, but I think like, uh, you know, I think natural ability, it needs to be encouraged in whatever school you're in, whatever you bring naturally to whatever mm-hmm. you do shouldn't be discouraged. It should be only enhanced and, and pushed. Um, you know, actually a, a teacher I stayed with a while back and, you know, I, I really think he's a good teacher. He, he has, he has a lot of great things that he brings to the table, but he was pointing out like, uh, you know, acting is life because, when you're acting, you're really just calling from a life that you've lived. So he was like, I can't really teach you how to act. In fact, that's not what I'm supposed to do. What I'm really just supposed to do is just get you to be more you, to be more like live. Like all I'm trying to do is I'm the facilitator that gets you to take your life and then live on, 
live when we work together. Yeah. And like all the other stuff about story and understanding that, that's just simply so that you have some boundaries to stay within so that you know, like, cause if you get, like we talked about the magnifying glass last talk, yeah. if you're too unfocused, you know, you can't direct what you're doing yeah. anywhere, right? Like if you're just, if it's all aimless and random. Yeah. So, you're not, you're not generating that energy and that heat. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, that, that I've come to realize is really, I mean, that is it. I mean, especially with acting more than anything is so much about, um, a, like, a, like just giving yourself that permission to be you and, and bring that part of you forward, honestly, authentically, you know, to the world. And I think it comes, it comes down to that with a lot of things too. It's like, you know, even as a filmmaker, it's like the vision that I have is unlike anyone else's vision. Yeah. And although sometimes I think, Oh, like I really like what they did over here or the, over there, I'm realizing more and more that my vision is, is, is kind of this unique thing. And, and I have a certain value system and a certain personality. And that's when I make a film, that is what I'm bringing to the table. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, it's, it's so much about me just kind of getting away what I think I should do and start to just be like, this is what I want to do. And, and am I passionate and do I believe in it? You know? And I mean, it's, it's weird because I don't know what happens to us as artists, but it it seems like time and time again, people that I talk to, we all seem to get off track on that at some point. I don't know why we, we go down the same thing that you've been sharing about. Like, I can't just be enough. It couldn't just be me. I couldn't just, I couldn't be just bringing the great thing. Like I have to get that from somewhere, but when I get it, then I'll be great. But it's like, like where, what point did we buy into that? Yeah. And I think you know, I've met a few actors, um, you know, who have shared how they never really went to class and they've been quite successful. And I think, well, like, it's so interesting because really what they tell me is like, yeah, I just, I had a process. I, I did this thing and I just thought acting class would mess that up. And I, they didn't necessarily buy into that, but I feel like, yeah, I don't think acting school is bad. I don't think any of these schools are bad. No, I just think there's some mentality where, and it might not even come from acting school. It might've come from our parents or from, from elementary school or something yeah. where we started to learn or believe that we had to learn something to bring something valuable to the table. Yeah. Whereas like, I don't know, something about just having instinct and imagination and whatever, like as though that wasn't enough. Yeah. You know? Like that what I get outside of me is, is valuable and what's inside of me isn't right. Really. You know, there's, there's something else that I need to get that will make me valuable. And in a way it's kind of like, yeah, like I get it. Like I think, for a lot of people, yeah, you've kind of got to go on that journey where you kind of depart from a sense of yourself, mm. um, only to come back to yourself right. and, and kind of realize that, you know, you had the whole thing all along. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of the, um, you know, like people who are, who are on like sort of spiritual quests and stuff like that, they go and they find these, like these gurus and these and these Zen masters and stuff like that. And really what they're doing is they're just guiding a person back to yourself. It's just like, I can teach you and you are it. Right. Like that's like what they all ultimately kind of to, to spoil the game for everybody here. It doesn't actually really spoil anything because it's one thing to tell you. It's another thing to like, to like for the person who actually goes on the journey. But essentially it's like they're, 
they're not really teaching you anything. They're, they kind of play this game with you. They have a dialogue with you. And to lead you to a point where you come back to yourself and, you're, and you go, it's like, oh, I'm it. Hmm. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't teach you anything because we're the same thing. Right. You're it, I'm it, we're all it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Now continue with your life. Well, right? And it's like, and yeah. it's kind of the same thing a lot of times with like, I think with art, I think because, you know, it's interesting. I've been thinking about how, how, you know, what's the appeal about being like getting into the arts and being an artist and stuff. And I'm like, and it has to do with this thing of, you know, this mysterious thing of creation, you know, and, and not necessarily as like a God complex or anything, but you get to kind of have this, have this experience of something that's not quite like anything else, mm. you know, like of, uh, yeah, it's just like, it puts you in, in touch with, with something that is, that is quite extraordinary when you start to really like, I don't know, envelop yourself in it and you start to really get a feel for, for what it is, because it's a hard thing to talk about which is maybe why we talk about this stuff because mm. it's like, it's endlessly fascinating. Uh, it's, you, you can't really pin it down. Um, but it's like, you, you can kind of like, you just kind of feel your way through it. Mm. You know, like you can't really articulate it, which is part of the problem with, um, you know, people who, who try to teach you how to do this, Yeah. you know, because it's like, well, you can't, there's a big, like the most important parts of it. You can't really teach someone how to do it. You, you really can't. You can teach people techniques. You can teach people, you know, a certain brush stroke, a certain use of, of colors, a certain use of sounds, a certain use of your voice or your body mm. or whatever. But you can't really teach someone to be an artist because it is something that comes from within. And that's kind of part of the journey. It's like, so now you're like, okay, I'm looking outside of myself to, to learn how to do this, but it doesn't really get you there. You know, you learn kind of some cool stuff. You learn some interesting things, but you're kind of left wanting at the end of it. It's like, what the fuck do I've got to do? I got to do right. To to kind of have the sense of being an artist and feeling like I'm doing, like I know what I'm doing. And it's like, and eventually if you, if you do continue and you follow it and you pursue it and you ask those questions, like how, how can I, you, you arrive back to yourself and you go, Oh, holy shit. I've got to trust who I am. I've got to trust the voice that's in me. It's not anything out there. It all, it like, it all still comes from me. And all the technique was just from a bunch of people who observed people who were just so like letting this thing that was inside of them so completely, honestly, truthfully outside of like, the, they just so beautifully let it out. Mm. I said, okay, how did they do that? Right. How did they do that? And, and the moment that you try and, and turn it into something concrete, something's lost Yeah. in that whole thing. Like, yeah, you kind of pick up some things, but there's a big component that is lost in right. all of it. You know, like you're, you're really only getting a lot of the surface stuff, the superficial stuff not necessarily superficial, but you know, you're not really getting to the, the core of it and the deepest layer of it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, 
all this observational teaching. It's like I've observed and now I think I've worked out what happens and so I'll do this. Like I find like a lot of like screenwriting books are like that. You know, it's like someone observed what made a good script and then wrote a book about what made a good script and tells you to do these things because other good scripts are like this and by the way look at this other script and this is why it was good and this see they're using the technique I'm telling you to use and it's like you're you're kind of right but you're not because here's the problem and this is this is why I think my like writing uh what's really helped me with writing is really like when I talk to a writer um I'll just teach them about a process I don't know what the result of the process will necessarily be specifically I know it has a certain kind of effect, but the thing is, is that it will, if, if they apply this process as opposed to this tactic or this thing, what will end up happening is it will unlock something in them, which will give them an obvious answer, Mm -hmm. but only them because it's them. And that's the thing that a lot of these screenwriting books, I look at and I'm like, yeah, you can, you know, that's why I think a lot of people write these really like surfacey, like kind of shitty scripts because, you know, you did what you were told, you did it properly, but that's just not how it works. What what they needed to do was they needed to teach you the process of how to do what that writer did. Because really, I think writing is just a bunch of processes that set off kind of this boom, 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 boom kind of thing. And then all of a sudden the surprises happen, even yeah. to you, but they come out of you because you, they, you know, the, the process is, is, is designed to essentially spark you into being ignited, right? But, you know, it's interesting, too, is like on the acting front, I've heard many actors many, many times say I'm, actors aren't artists. And I think that's such a shame that, that people believe that because, like, well, what are you then? Are you just a technician? You're just someone who comes in and does a and job? S- and some people actually think They, they that believe way. that, yeah. yeah. And so, like, um, you know, when, when you talk about artistry in acting, they don't see it. But I think it's so funny because, like, painters see themselves as artists. Musicians see themselves as artists you know, poets see themselves as exactly. So like, why, why as an actor, do you not see yourself as an artist? Yeah. You know? And I think like, um, you know, there's this, there's this weird thing too in the film industry where I think, I don't think artistry artist is synonymous with, um, you know, being actor, filmmaker, uh, screenwriter for a lot of people. And they, yet they wonder why they're not successful. You know, I, I, I was meeting with a friend just the other night and, and we were talking about, you know, he left, a, he left uh, an acting uh, school we were both involved in because he's like, well, I really enjoyed the school, but then the school got into branding. And he's like, I just like, forget this. He's like branding. He's like, what the hell is that? This guy works all the time, by the way. Yeah. And um, he was like, because I was talking to this other actor and the other actor's like, well, I can't shave my goatee. My goatee is my brand. And he's like, like, you know, you have a beard. And he's like, no, he's like, I have a beard because I'm doing this role on television right now. And when it's this other role, I'll shave off the beard. Yeah. He's like, so he's like, what are you telling me that you're, you're just a guy who has a beard? That's your brand. But I think a lot of actors No, but it's so funny. No, it right? is. No, because I get they it. They actually true. see themselves that way. And I think that this is the problem. You know, you have these branding coaches come in and be like, you're, you know, you're, you're the drug dealer. You're the, the cheerleader. You're this. And it's like, yes, to the degree that you can play the stereotype, that is a, a, a kind of a, a, a niche little market you can hit for stereotypes. But that's not you. That's just something that you can do. That's like a yeah. facet of like an entry point. And, and so it's you know, severely limiting, right? You know, like, and I think about that, like, it's like, you know, you brand yourself 
so well. You know, you could brand yourself incredibly well as an actor. And next thing you know, you're getting brought in. It's like, and you feel great. It feels great at first because you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm making money. I'm booking work. And you're like, this is terrific until it's not so great because right. you're like, holy shit, how many times am I going to play drug dealer? Yeah. Well, that, yeah. how many times am I going to play fucking like prostitute? You know, like it's, and now this thing that you did, like that you did so well, <laughs> you did it too well. Yeah. And now you're in a position, you're like, holy shit. Like, I, I don't want to play this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore because it'd be like, cause that's all you are now. Well, I think people just take it too far because I think like the thing is, is like, you know, for those one liner, what you wish for, you yeah, know? those one Sorry. liner, those one liner parts, those, those small parts in film, when you're starting out as an actor, uh, it can be good in certain ways to brand yourself in a, in a sense. And I get the psychology of it, you know, yeah, like, yeah. really, you know, you want to be known as this, like you, you want, when people think of this role and this is a common role in film you see over and over, you want them to think of you cause they're always going to bring you in and then you're going to tend to book those parts. Yeah. And I think like, you know, um, if you look at it as an entry into film, you know, kind of like, I'm going to start to get some credits and I'm going to start to do this. But like, I think the thing is, is that the, the actor which I'm going to call the artist needs to see themselves as an artist. And they just need to see that as like, okay, now that I'm in now, do I, what do I want to do? And I think it's like anything like, you know, once you start getting success at something, it's very scary to walk away and try something else. So I think what happens for a lot of people is they actually do this. Well, they do this little branding exercise. Well, they get themselves into a role where they are this specific type of character. They start working, they start getting some money, but they're not doing parts that are meaningful or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then what ends up happening is, um, they, they are too scared to step away from that. And here's the problem. You become just kind of the, you become known, but you become also the old news. And so they want the next person who comes in, who's the new person who's branding themselves the way you originally branded themselves. So now you're losing essentially what we call in business market share to this person. Yeah. Right. So now if this person evolves <laughs> into something more and they apply artistry, they, their career will launch beyond the person who yeah. even was in first. So in, in some ways you owe it to yourself to, um, to let go of cliche and, you know, whatever, whatever you think you're doing, you know, and then, and then just go and like, and, and try to be more and do more. Yeah. And I mean, and I could go off about this for ages, but I think like, yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't even necessarily just happen to new actors. I mean, like we, we all know like, uh, there's, there's great actors who that's happened to, um, you know, like they just kind of get typecast. Right. That's like, that's when branding is something that like, that like sort of you act up and coming do. actors yeah. do. Um, but like typecasting is what happens. Like when you've already kind of like established yourself and you know, you're kind or of a known figure. You're and, a, you either establish yourself or you walked into the industry and you just, without you even being aware, you just hit a certain stereotype. Like, yeah. like some guys, you know, they're just like, for example, 
it, uh, they'll do men and women. Some guys just they, they're clean cut, got that nice sharp haircut. They're pretty bulky. They've been working out. They you know whatever they're in high school. They're even a jock, and they just get put in that jock role over and over and over. And they 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 hit it. And so without them even trying, they weren't even showing up trying to be that. They just they love sports, and that was the kind of yeah. the role in high school. Same with the you know the girl, um, you know whatever she's well endowed. She's got you know. <laughs> No, I'm not kidding, right? Yeah, no, not, oh yeah, no, I I'm know. I'm not kidding, right? She's got her, her, her nice long hair, blonde hair, whatever. She hits that cheerleader stereotypical role, and then she can get parts doing that, right? And these can happen for many, many stereotypes, and sometimes I think actors walk into them, and they don't know why they're being cast. This is almost worse, because you don't even know why you're being cast. You don't realize that you're getting cast because you hit a stereotype, not necessarily because of necessarily what you're bringing uniquely to the table but then if you are unaware it's hard to break your stereotype or your typecast because you don't even realize why you're being typecasted at least if you did it actively i guess the plus side is like you knew what you were doing so you could get yourself out but if you don't even know why you're being typecast and you don't know how people are seeing you that could be good to like kind of go like okay like like this is how they see me you know what what could i do that's maybe different and I think sometimes these acting teachers come along and they do a really good service to actors where they go, okay, look, like I've had acting teachers do this, like, this is the type of role you play. I'm going to put you in an entirely different role just to get you to work that muscle outside yeah. of what you normally do. And that can be really good because you as an actor might have never seen yourself playing those parts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Like I, I remember, um, what's his name? Uh, oh man, we both had him as a teacher. Uh, uh, shoot, uh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, that's it. But Nathaniel put me in a couple roles that were totally like against my, you know, he put me in, uh, uh, the zoo story where I played like the homeless person, you know, and more squirrel, Brandon, (laughs) you know what I mean? But he got me to do that. He also got me to do a character from, uh, I I think it was maybe with you, but we we did a a scene from uh, midnight cowboy and I played Ratso, you know, just characters that I wouldn't normally go out for at the time. Cause I was just like, I don't know. It's kind of going up for all these pretty boy, like, yeah. you know, whatever. You always put me in like, <laughs> at some point in the scene, I was like half naked and like, yeah, was doing some, like lots of David Mamet plays and shit oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Tons Didn't of you David. do Edmund? I did Edmund's like, yeah. I did a few scenes from Edmund's. Like, and you did, uh, you did, did Scarface. I remember that too. Scarface. Yeah. No, I well, didn't you do were working Scarface. On, you were working on it. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't remember what the hell. I'm trying to remember everything that I did. Oh, I, I know we did Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you want me, because I was like, you know... Because you were like more soft-spoken. I was, yeah, I was like boy next door kind yeah. of thing, you know, like real wholesome and shit. And, uh, and he's like, you can play that in your sleep. I'm gonna give you... <laughs> so, like, here I am, like this 20, this 20, 21-year-old, and yeah. I'm playing like this, you know, late 30s, early 40s... Brute. Dude who, like, yeah. kills a... Kills a fucking waitress and stuff and I'm like I am so out of my depth in this yeah um but isn't it good that he you know I mean he did a good thing at trying to push us outside of our oh yeah absolutely definitely you know what where comfort zones were yeah and so I think like acting teachers when they do that can really like can be a good service for you as an actor because you can start to work a muscle that you would never normally totally yeah and it's like it was I remember it being super challenging Mm. it was hard to understand and relate to the material at that time yeah um and then, but it was kind of cool because then after, cause it's like, I got inundated with that for like the first year that I worked with him. Like, right. I'm just like, Oh my God, like, why do <laughs> like, why am I playing this 
part still. Like, why am I just like, I don't, uh, so it was, it was really difficult. Um, and then like, by the end, then it was like, all right, do this scene from the graduate, yeah. you know? And I was like, all right, <laughs> somebody who's like a part that's like my own age. Okay. And then it was like, and then it was like, man, like I was just firing on that. Cause I'm like, yeah, I can grab onto this for sure. Like right. it was way easier to, to get. So it was, yeah, there's kind of an interesting thing that happened there because it was like, oh yeah, this is way easier mm-hmm. after having done like a year of this really difficult material, like great material. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you're, when you're talking about stuff like David Mamet, yeah. you know, you're like, this is just fantastic. Um, but in, as far as like challenging, as far as a, as a character goes, you know, trying to embody a human, like a guy who's like at the end of his like marriage, you know, and is just, and you're 21. And yeah. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) and at that point I'm just like, like my longest relationship had been like three months. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, and I've got to like play like this, this one part. It was so hard to find connections to it, find ways to relate to it. So when it came time, when there was something that I, I, I could like find all sorts of ways of relating to the material and, and, and emotionally connect to it. Like, you know, way easier. It was like, Oh, right. No, I like that. That's the good thing. I mean, I think I had a soccer coach, right. And he, uh, he played in the premier league, which is the, the, the the top of English football. Right. And, And some consider one of the top divisions in the world. Right. But anyway, uh, he would basically like run the hell out of us in practice and in tryouts, just run the hell out of us. So we're so bad. We just want to like, we want to go home. Then he's like, okay, now we're going to scrimmage. And he wanted to see how we played once we were tired. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to see what you can do when you have energy. I want to see what you can do when you're tired. But the thing is, is that, you know, we had a killer team because, you know, in a lot of ways we could outperform because we were, we were able to perform. Like you become like a, what I imagine, I mean, in a very, I say this very loosely (laughs) just to start out, but like a soldier, like a veteran who's been to war when you're in battle, you're a lot calmer because you're like, okay, I already seen the shit, you know? So I know what it's like. So when you're tired at the end of the game and the other team's just like leaning over and they can't keep up, you're still like, I know how to power through this because I had to do it in practice and in tryouts and I wouldn't even be on this team if we couldn't do that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think in certain ways, like one thing Nathaniel did, and I think for all of us, was that he really got us to kind of get really out of our depth. And then once you, you got like, okay, I'm not going to say we did whatever we did what we did, but then when you (laughs) get in your depth, you're like, okay, this is no problem now, you know? And so I think like in some ways, like acting teachers that can help you, um, get out of your comfort zone in a safe environment so that you can kind of work something and then you can come back because when you read that one liner, it's no problem now. Yeah. Like I remember I went to an audition. In fact, then you can overthink it sometimes. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> well, um, Matthew Harrison and uh, Ted Whittle, right. They used to get, uh, in our, in our school there for a bit, um, when we were all working together, they used to get, um, me and, and, and several of the other like people, we had to memorize stuff that was like, I mean, half a play. We had to memorize like a whole play and we had to do it in like a week. You just had to memorize it. Right. And so you just learn to memorize like boop, 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 yeah. just run those lines, run those lines. I remember I showed up to an audition and they said, oh, oh, we want you to read for the other part. And I was like, 
um, okay. And they were like, um, my agent said, my, I'm like, my agent said, I'm reading for this part. They're like, no, 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 no. You were supposed to read for the other part. They're like, so sorry. Can you, can you just go outside? You can do a cold read and all of this. I went outside, memorized the whole scene. I don't know. It was like, like eight pages, 10 pages. I don't know. Just memorized it. 15 minutes. Just boom. Walked back in, did it verbatim, put the sides, you know, didn't even look at the sides. And they were like, how did you memorize that? And I mean, I was just like, well, partly, I mean, technically I did read some of the lines because, you know, I had worked on the audition, but it was just like, boom. And I knew it all, but it was because I had teachers that were constantly pushing us. And like, yeah, this goes a long way because they obviously helped me a lot because when I started acting, like even memorizing like a monologue or a few pages to me was like daunting as hell. So to get to a point where I could remember, memorize like a whole play or memorize like a line, like lines within minutes, it was like, you know, obviously a testament to the kind of work they were going to do. But what ends up happening is you just end up becoming really super relaxed with the whole thing. And so I think that's where teaching really like is so good because mm-hmm. like those are skills. Those are things that will serve you later that like, um, they help me work my memory by giving me pl- practices and disciplines. Yeah. And that, those are great tools. In many have. ways, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like, like learn the shit so you can just get the shit out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the times I think that's like what a lot of the technique is. It's just like, learn this so you just get the shit out of the way. Right. So it's not something that is impeding you from the real thing that you need to, to come and, and do its thing right? Which is again, like yourself, right? You know, like what you, um, authentically, uh, uh, bring to the table, you know, and that's not, that's not necessarily a, a, a conscious thing. That's a trust. Mm. I feel, you know, it's like a trust in, in just like, well, I've got this thing that has a voice and I listen to it and I trust it. And so that's what I do. Right. And I've, handled all of this other little technical shit. So I don't have to think about it. Right. I've, I've developed my, I, I've worked on my voice. I've, you know, worked on, on my body so that it like, it will, you know, it moves. I'm not conscious of it while I'm in the middle of a scene. Or, you know, if you're a musician, it's just like, I do my, you know, I do my scales and I've spent all this time doing this shit. So I don't have to think about where my fingers are going. Right while I'm playing so that I can just play it with as much heart and feeling and soul as I've got. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's really what it's all about. Right. Like that's what the technique is there, there to do. It's just to kind of like fucking like take away some like the, like little blocks that, that might get in the way. Yeah. It makes you, it makes you fluent. I, I think what happens though, and we've talked about this so many times is that there just becomes an over-reliance on the technique. Like, well, you, you know, make it, you make it about the technique. Yeah. Right? You make it about the technique. Like, you know, it's interesting, right? Cause I'm, I've been doing karate right for the last few weeks. And, uh, it's interesting with the karate because there's, you know, your basic stance and, and the way you move your feet and, and the way you punch and do all this stuff. Right. And if, when you're doing the basic systems, it looks so obvious. Like it looks like, but this, it, like, just, I don't know, like, I don't know. How, it doesn't look natural yeah. in, in a certain way. Right. Um, and if you did it, like people would, when you do the very foundational stuff, people would know you're doing karate, especially in the beginning, because you like kind of suck at it. Right. But, um, even just in a few like sessions, I've seen what foundations have been able to build upon and what you've been able to do is quite incredible. And I can see why 
more now than ever why you do those foundational things because when it comes down to actually like being in a sparring match or being in a situation um, or a fight or whatever it might be, those things you 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 wouldn't do them necessarily like so systematized, right? Like, yeah. you, but you would do them in a way where it would be you'd like probably get crushed if you did. Yeah. Anyway. Well, in some ways. You might, it's actually kind of funny because like in some ways you, you, you just wouldn't be so blocky. You just would, you, you know, but you loosen up cause it would be like light. But that yeah. thing is, is that still in you? Yeah. So like just in the little, say the little bit of exercise that we've done, um, creating a distance between me and my opponent or closing a gap between my opponent. I can do that at a level I could not even fathom I could do before because I learned, uh, just basic. And so like, if someone didn't know how to fight and they were and they were like right now and they were dealing with me, I could close a gap between them way faster than they would probably expect. And I could get away from them way faster than they could expect. If I was fighting someone who actually knew what they were doing, you know, it starts to level out. Right. But the thing is, is like just that little bit of thing is, 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 is so interesting. Yeah. And like, I think it's funny because, you know, I, I've heard people say like, Oh, karate, you know, like it's all about UFC and all of this, like, you know, whatever. But it's like, the thing is, is like, even UFC, those fighters are using similar practices, you know, whatever you're doing, like, like, even if you're grappling with someone or you're creating space with someone, the bottom line is, is that your, you know, your, your fist can only swing so far, your body can only do so much. When you understand kind of the, um, the limits and extensions of the body, then you, you kind of know your playground, you know, your sandbox. And I think like when I think of acting and and technique, my point is, is that technique kind of gives you a sandbox. And then from within that sandbox, you get to play, but people forget to play. They get all technical and they're like, okay, well the sandbox is here. So I'll, I'll go here and I'll create range and or whatever they're doing in their performance. I don't know. But it's like, no, like you just need to know your sandbox. And now from within there, you can play however you want, but just understand that like, for like, you know, when an actress say, says a line that say like unnatural, basically all they did was left the sandbox. They left the boundaries of reality it, given that situation. So I tell you a little story just because I'm on this little thing. Yeah. My friend who, um, he was on set, major television show. Uh, I think it's a CW show too, right? And the director was like, okay, well, you know, I want you to do this or whatever. And he's like, well, no, I'm not doing that. And he's like, and, and we well, don't just do this because like, it, you know, whatever. And he's like, I had to stand up to this director because all this director's thinking is how will this cut together? He's not right. thinking about how does this make sense in the script or how has things changed? Mm-hmm. He's like, when I walked in here, there's a whole group of people when I say this line, but he's like, for whatever reason, budget constraints, there's two people. He's like, the line doesn't make sense anymore. And the way it's, you're asking me to say it doesn't make sense. And also from where I can. And so he, he actually, um, stood up and like, you know, and, and they made a better thing out of it. That's incredible. That's a yeah. hard thing to do sometimes. Oh, yeah. Man. He's, like, he's been an amazing, like just like with some of the stories he was sharing me about how to have integrity on set. Like we got to get him on. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever, I, just for the sake of, uh, just cause I don't want to reveal the show and whatever, yeah, like, yeah. And I haven't asked his permission. I'm not going to share all that at this point, but he was teaching me a lot about um, his process and how he stands up for the integrity of his performance and stuff like that. But one thing I got from him was he's very like in integrity with what's the sandbox that his character's in. And he's not scared to talk to the director and be like, no, like 
this is, and, and here's why he doesn't just say no. He explains like why. And the director was like, Oh, okay. Cause he recognized that the director, all he thought about was how it was going to cut together. He's not thinking about his performance. You know, I know another actress, also another actress who works quite a lot in this industry. And she was telling me, um, where she at once compromised herself because the director wanted it that way. And she just didn't feel like she could stand up. And then later it gets cut together and just like, didn't like it. And, um, my friend was saying to me the other night, he was saying like, well, he's like to the director, he said this to the director, he's like, your name is at the end of this, but my face is through this. So they're going to see my face and is like, I need to make sure that I'm like making that work. And ultimately, um, you know, it, it, you know, it, it, he, he, he's able to communicate in a way where obviously it's respectable and he got his way, Yeah. but he did it with integrity. And I think the thing is, is that it's hard to argue with, right? And so I think when, when we're like, as a technical, like the director was being technical and that's where an actor's real really comes in. The actor comes in and goes and, and understands the technicality of their performance, but also doesn't step out of their box because what would have happened is if he just did what the director wanted, he would have not been in reality with what he had, what had been done in the performance. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as an actor, like in some ways, nobody's going to look over your performance the way you do. Right. Even, the, yeah. even the script supervisor. So you need to be like, even the director, you need to be on it. Right. And so I think from a technical point, what, what we're learning as actors is we're learning our sandbox. We're learning where we can play. We're learning to find our range. Like, cause I think as an actor, when you start, you have a very small range and you learn that you have more, but you need to yeah. learn also your limits. Where am I going over? And where it's not reality anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, um, like, my acting teacher, Larry Silverberg, he had, you know, said to us that like, he's like, only, you know, what's good enough for you. So because there are going to be times when people are going to be willing to let, let stuff slide that you might not be comfortable with it sliding, Mm. you know? Um, and only you, you will know that. Right. So he was basically, it was kind of a call to us, a call to action to be within our integrity in the industry. It's like, you know, is like, and, and the way that he kind of taught us, you know, and, and sort of the philosophy in which he was, he was trying to impart to us. Um, he said, you know, this, this might be a bit of a challenge for you out there. It's like, because it's like, you know, you're going to be around a lot of other actors and like, you know, when you, when you get these jobs and, you know, you come into the audition with a certain thing, Mm -hmm. you know, based on what you knew and what you had, you had to give something, Right based on what you knew. But after you've got that part, you've booked it. Well, now, now the real work begins, right? Because now you're really diving into this and you're going to show up to that first table read and it's going to be within a very short period of time. And you really don't know what this is yet. You really don't know what this part is that you're playing yet. And there's going to be all these people giving these very big grand performances to please everybody in the room. What was going on? It's like, and cause he had kind of encouraged us to, it's just like, well, it's like, don't try and perform it before it's ready. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, try to actually in many ways to start, try to not perform this, right. you know, like really try and just like respond authentically without trying to put shit onto it. Right. You know, don't try and put anything onto it because you don't know yet. You don't know what you're going to do, but there's going to be the pressure to do that. Mm. And 
He's like, and you're going to have to kind of resist that temptation. And people might be like, well, what the hell's going on? Right. And I even talked to a few people who, um, cause in this class, you know, I, I was working with like other teachers and professors from universities and colleges. We were all kind of like learning through this technique. And some of them already were, were teachers of Meisner, but they were kind of going back to like go through it again themselves right. with somebody who was really at like teaching it at a high level to kind of like improve their own game. But they themselves are terrific teachers. Yeah. And they could even relay some of that to, to me. They're like, Oh yeah. I remember when I was like, you know, I got booked for this role and they said, like, Oh, why aren't you doing like you did in the audition? He's like, well, because now I'm doing the part and now I've got to reevaluate what I'm doing. Right. Right. And I don't know what I'm going to do yet. So yeah, no, I'm not doing like a big song and dance yet. And he said, and this one teacher is like, he's saying, I had to tell this director, it's like, don't worry. <laughs> like this is going to come together. Right. Like, but like, it's just not happening right now mm-hmm. because I don't know what this is yet. You know, like, so you've just got to like, give me a chance to like work with this other actor and try and just respond and discover this and give me some time to do my work. And he's like, yeah. And then like the time of performance came around and he's like, and, and it was up and he's like, and yeah, and it's like, it's like, and I've, I've, I've got a living, breathing character person here, but that wasn't happening way before which is like a temptation a lot, like to start acting it right away. And it's based on nothing. Right. You know, what's interesting is like, um, I was talking with my buddy about this and he's been working for like, you know, in, as an actor regularly, a lot of big stuff, series, regular stuff, you know, whatever, I think a lead in something as well. But he was saying like, uh, you know, we live, especially in Vancouver, like we're, we're such a technical industry where they want people to basically just come in and do a job and they don't, necessarily, um, always, uh, it's uncomfortable to have an actor that you don't know exactly what they're going to do. In some ways the, the, the system is a little bit like this. And, and, you know, he was pointing out like, just kind of like where he is at in his career and, you know, fulfillment and finding whatever. And, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of actors, a lot of people really look up to him and they like, you know, they, they're like, what do you do? What is your thing? What's your secret? You mm-hmm. know? And like, Literally, do they know like what he's going through and what his um, part of his journey is? But, you know, he's really now much more into like he wants to make his own films. He wants to do, you know, he wants to create stuff and he's very connected so he can work with some pretty decent sized people and whatnot. But um, it's interesting. He was pointing out, he's like, you know, to, to, to kind of be the day player actor, in some ways you can play that game where you kind of, um, you know, you know, kind of almost how to you almost know how to bullshit your way through it. Like, you know mm-hmm. how to kind of deliver a systematized thing. You kind of have that look and you can kind of do that thing and they can kind of count on you to do that. But the problem is, is that if you do that, you're kind of always stuck there. You're always, that's always where you'll be. Always yeah. be the day player, the person they call in while meanwhile, the other leads do this. Now, the other thing with the leads is like a lot of these shows, the leads are, uh, many times the, the new ones are young people who just had a certain look or whatever they get, they, you know, they got picked up by that right agency and whatever. And so now they are essentially leads, but they don't know what they're doing. And he's like, you know, so many times am I on set with someone who's the lead of a show who has like no experience. And like, now they're dealing with a really experienced actor. And he's like, it's really interesting because it's like, you know, like their caliber of acting is not all that high. 
but he was pointing out about how like really like those actors that um you know really kind of make that kind of uh leap into like something bigger is like they do what you're talking about but they're not necessarily rewarded by the industry early on mm -hmm. and i was thinking about it as like and he was like you know brand i've seen your acting before and he's like and I've, I've worked with you before and i've seen what you do and he's like that the problem is is like the way your being is not necessarily what's going to get rewarded and i was like you know, I, I was like, I, I just basically, I was like, I appreciate you saying that because like it's a lot, so much of my career, I've been feeling like I've been doing something wrong and I'm trying to meet the industry. But I, like, I, and I agree with you, what you're saying is like be in the moment and be natural and, and have, you know, this kind of experience, right? But it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of actors have this struggle because I think most of us do agree with you. Yeah. And I think you're someone who, to me, you have such high ideals and such high uh, integrity and respect around acting. And I think most actors agree with you, but they're also caught like yeah. myself with like, um, you know, I have to go up for this, uh, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to slam it, but the CW kind of network, like it's a little bit more like, okay, this is what we want. And like, it's a little bit more, you know, you got to kind of fit that role or be that part. And, um, and in a way you kind of have to decide whether that's like what you want to do or not. Right. You know, like if it's not something that you can't play ball with and that you're not like, then maybe you just don't go out for, for those things. Right. Maybe you request not to go out for those things, you know, th and those are hard decisions to make, but as an artist, to be an artist, those are the kinds of decisions that you, you have to make. Right. Right. Like either you play ball and you do that thing, you know, and you know, you get the rewards, but you also get the consequences, right? Like yeah. it's, there's, it's, you know, it's, there's, yeah, it's the same with, it's the same with screenwriting, same way too. Do you, you want know, to do that? Do you want to take that job or not? Cause you know what you're going to, you know, what you're yeah. Gonna like we, we talked the other day, we were talking about like, you know, we were talking about being critical and, and being, but also being, um, appreciative of, of artists and, we're talking about, it's like, you know, you go to, you know, if you go to a Scorsese movie, you know, that's a certain thing, right? But don't like, if you're a Scorsese guy, like if you think Scorsese is the greatest director and you devour and appreciate everything he does, you're probably not going to appreciate a Michael Bay movie, right? right? Like, but you know what you're getting yourself into, right? They're, like Michael Bay does what Michael not, Bay does. Not if you're expecting the same things. Not if you're expecting the same things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like when people get all bent out of shape about this stuff, it's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Right. Like, did you think that Michael Bay was suddenly going to make an art film? No. Yeah. That's not what he does. Like, that's silly. He right. would laugh at you. Yeah. It's like, that's not what I do. Yeah. I make like, grab your popcorn and watch some explosions, yeah. you know, like let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <have> some fun. <laughs> um, you know, like it's, it's, it's just a different thing. And, and for, you know, us as artists and, and like, if, you know, if you're an actor certain there, and especially within television, you know, they do networks do a certain kind of thing, you know, like, and, and you fit like we were talking about CW, for example, and again, not knocking it. I booked my first television role on CW on mm -hmm. Smallville and like, and, and there's great, terrific people. They do a certain thing though. CW does a very particular 
thing. They have right. a very particular audience, and they, they and they supply that service well, and they you know? and, and they provide it very well. Yeah. Um, but if you go in saying like, no, I don't want it to be this way, well, it's yeah. not going to not be that way. That's right. what they do. They're a bigger fucking machine than you are. So you can either play ball and do it, and either enjoy yourself, have fun with it. Or if you want to have like, if, if it's that upsetting for you, then you've got to make that decision to just not do it. Right. Like, don't go out for it. Tell your agents, like, I don't want to go out for their stuff anymore. But that's on you. Right. That's nobody's fault. I think the thing is, is like, you know, it, it's like people, this is, and this thing, I think where people are, especially in the Vancouver, you know, the Vancouver acting industry, especially for people who are, they just want to get, they just want to book their part. They just want to be a working actor and get paid. I think, um, I think my advice through, through my experience of it is book, um, you know, go ahead and, and, and play the game, but just understand that the whole thing isn't that game and that, you know, um, you know, doing say doing kind of acting that surprises you and everybody else might not necessarily be what some of the networks and some of these type of things are really looking for movie of the weeks included, you know, yeah. whereas they want something that they can count on it. They want a certain delivered thing. Now, I, I, I'm, I know that I have some actor friends out there who are working a lot. who are saying, well, that's not really true. I, I can hear it right now, but it's like, well, it's not true for you because you played the game. Now you've earned a certain freedom where cast and directors and, you know, and whatever, like you're, you're kind of well known enough where you get to, to play a little bit. I, I do think that there's a certain part of that where, uh, you know, when you're doing the day player, the working actor thing, um, there is a little bit of like, you're hiring, you're really just hiring technicians around your leads. Like, um, in Los Angeles, like with the casting process, like, I mean, the way they look at young talent is so, so different than they look at it here. It's just like, I, I don't even know how to explain it really. Like, if you're from Vancouver and you've never like experienced kind of the LA thing and I, you know, you need to kind of, you know, talk to like some, some agents and some managers and start to kind of in, get involved in that and start to see how it works. But like they're, they're literally, you, you know, they're looking at young actors like, is this my next movie star? Is this my next TV star? They're not, Yeah. maybe boutique agencies are looking at getting people cast in smaller bits. But like there's like those big agencies, they want stars. They want people that are leads. They're not interested in just having you do a bunch of principal parts. But here in our industry, because we don't really like they don't really cast a lot of leads for major productions up here. They cast them down in L.A. Yeah, we, looking we for have, stars here. Yeah, we have a working city. And so I think if you're an actor that wants to be like a lead and you're in a working city, you need to kind of understand that it's kind of two different styles of acting in a weird way. And I think like we have, um, you know, I think we have, uh, an interesting thing in this cause you, you know, there's so many great actors around here, but I think, um, you know, there's certain actors that are really good and they're working a lot, but m- probably more because they're able to hit on certain things or do certain things that this industry wants where, um, where, as like some actors aren't, aren't hitting on that as much. And so they're not working as much. This is kind of my, what, what I kind of, um, see out there. Right. 
Whereas, like, if you look at, like, I've had a lot of friends that have booked TV shows, but most of their TV shows and their, their whatever, they've been American produced and they've been looking for a Canadian star. And so those actors, like, like Emily Bett Rickards or whatever, like, Richards? Ah, Rickards. Anyway, she was on our show and she went off and did her thing. And there's a bunch of other actors who, you know, whatever. Um, they, they, you could see that they had that skill. But yeah. they were really, like, like, you could see that they were really, like, leading actors you could see that they had something about them you know yeah. Colby Smulders who was someone who you know she she uh ended up on um you know How I Met Your Mother right she, we yeah. were in acting class together I mean she just she had that look she had that thing but the thing is is with her I think like she just really like was going and doing her thing yeah. and, and it's I think it's like it's hard because like actors want to do that but we also get pressured by the working industry and I think if you don't get that immediate success you start to kind of question what you're doing. Yeah. And I, you start to, yeah. and, and yeah, and you start searching outside of yourself for right. this, you know, kind of a trick, right? You know, like what's the trick that's going to get me to be this thing. Right. Right. And, and there isn't really a trick. That's the thing. It's like the, and, and now again, we've kind of, I think that we've kind of, come full circle, which I think this is what this conversation has been somewhat about. You know, yeah. it's like you kind of come full circle sometimes with these things and, and you go, Oh, holy shit. I'm went on this whole journey and I, I went looking for this thing. I went looking for this thing and I learned some stuff along the way. And now here I am, I'm back at the spot again, except now I have a new kind of understanding about how the whole thing works. Right. I think also, you know, I just want to say this thing too, because I've been, I've been sharing a lot of my opinions and observations and I'm not going to necessarily say that this is, this is just what I've seen in my experience and, and from a lot of the people that I've talked to. But I also think that there's always going to be an exception. There's going to be actors out there who are like, well, I work a lot and it's not like that at all, but just like check yourself. Are you in a niche market compared to someone else? Or, you know, just, you know, it's about kind of being honest because not necessarily being honest in the sense that it's not for everybody else. And like, who cares what anyone else is doing, but it's about you and looking at what you're capable of doing beyond, you know, what you already are doing. And I think like, I mean, you know, if you've hit a point in your, in your career where you're happy and you're satisfied and you don't really want to go any further then fine. But if you, you know, if you kind of have made it to a certain point and you want to see more for yourself, I think that this conversation is a good conversation to consider that, you know, um, there's, I just, at the end of the day, this is what I want to say to actors. If you see yourself as a technician, that might be your ceiling. You know, maybe it's seeing yourself as an artist so that you can move beyond just delivering a, you know, kind of what the industry wants and expects. And then on the other side, if, if you're an actor that sees yourself as an artist, maybe look at how you can you can be a technician in this industry if you want to get those day player bit roles, because in some ways that's what it's asking of you. And like, like I can say this from like, listen, from a producer director point of view, which I've done quite a bit of now. And I work with like some pretty decent sized producers. They do in a lot of ways, look for what, like there's a certain thing that when they're casting and what they want, there are certain things that they're looking to get. And it's, and like, 
when you start to understand the kind of production and, and that side of things too, you start to see a little bit of how this is like a system, right? Yeah. And like you see how the artist is sometimes irrelevant in the system. But like when you look at say, you know, I look at like, say, I don't know, like just a top actor, like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio or Meryl Streep, like those are artists, right? But when, when you make a movie with Meryl Streep, you, you know, or Leo, you make the cast kind of around them. Mm-hmm. And then there might be some other artists that are around them, but then as you trickle down, they become more technicians. And so when you're starting yeah. out, it's, it's more about technician than it is about artists. But, um, you know, to, to rise up, you, I think what happens is you become more in touch with artistry and yeah. less technician, but also the early people who are technicians aren't exempt from artistry. Just like sometimes I think the top people aren't exempt from being a technician in certain scenarios. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know, but that's kind of like what this conversation has brought up a lot for me is just that whole, you know, that balance, that balance. Yeah. Like, like for actors specifically, like where are you a technician and where are you an artist? But maybe just for all mediums. Yeah. Cause like stem for filmmaking, like when, when sometimes you just got to get a shot, you know, and it's about technically getting the shot and making it all cut together and make sense. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, it's about how do I, you know, and probably hopefully more often, especially the film, how do I express this artistically or create something, you know, that isn't just about looking pretty, but actually, you know, shows the story in a, in a, in a way that expresses my vision. Um, you know, and so I think like any, any artist and any medium and anybody can kind of maybe take note from this conversation is like, where is that balance between where are you a technician and where are you an artist? And, and how much can you be an artist or how much can you, or do you have to be a technician given the situation? Yeah. 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 And the thing is that nobody really knows, you know, which is why it's like, well, what's, you know, it's a good question. It's like, well, what's good enough for you? Right. You know, like, because really no, yeah. Like nobody really knows. Nobody really knows this shit. Even like the people who are in the, the kind of the high up positions, like a lot of times they don't really know what they want either. Well, they don't know, you know, like it's, and, and if everybody just did know everything that worked, then, you know, every single, uh, song or album or movie or whatever that ever came, that, that came out would be a huge fucking hit. Yeah. But they're not Mm -hmm. because there's still a whole element in this whole thing that's just like, ah, we don't know. Right. It's like, we're doing our best. We're working with what we know, but we don't really know. Like, which is kind of, that's a, that's a good thing. Be comforted by that. You know, like it's, it use that as a, like a a way of looking at it in a way that, that frees you in a sense that it's like, okay, so I get to actually just have some more fun with this. You know, there is no right way to do this. There's just kind of my way. Yeah. As Sinatra <laughs> so famously saying, <laughs> I did it my way. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, maybe that's kind of like what this, uh, also what this is a bit about is doing it your way, do it your way, get in touch with what your way even is. It's actually not that complicated. Um, you know, because like that, you're like, well, what is my way? How do I know who I am? Should I talk to somebody else? Should somebody else tell me who I am? <laughs> What's my brand? <laughs> you know, like all yeah, this stuff. Right. And you turn into this very complex thing. It's just like, well, no, it's really, it's like when you're, you know, 
when you're reading this script or whatever for this part that you're auditioning for, whatever it is, and you're reading this, just like, what, what do you feel? Like, again, like, what do you feel about this? Hmm. What do you think about this? How does this hit you? Right. You know, what are the things that, co- that are coming up for you just as you're going through it? without trying to apply any sort of technique or anything to it. Like, how is it just hitting you? Mm -hmm. There you go. That's you doing it your way. Yeah. And trust it because that's like, because it is unique, you know, like it's, it, nobody has an experience of life quite like you do. Nobody sees things quite the way that you do. And that's going to show up in your work if you allow it to. Right. And I think, you know, I think it's like, as I've been talking about this whole technician side too, I think like even in this city, this working city, working actor city of Vancouver, it's like casting directors still want you to bring something authentic and unique of yourself. It's not like they're just like, you know, I think there is kind of, um, I think there is kind of like, okay, well we need to, we need to deliver this but like, they don't want it. Like there's no, like, you can't just like think it out and then do it. Well, maybe some people can, I don't know. I I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the case, but I think when you bring something like authentic, you, you still, you just like, I think actors who work a lot are really good at finding that balance of like, um, you know, knowing how to show up, do the audition, uh, you know, deliver what's required of them, but at the same time have enough confidence and belief to like bring a little bit of themselves. And I think that uh, for, for them, most actors would probably say that they would want to bring more of themselves, but just that the role doesn't demand it. And they know that. So they don't overact it and overdo it or whatever. Um, you know, I was thinking about, it's like kind of a bit like a game, like, you know, when you know how to play the game, you can kind of win at the game, but like, you don't necessarily have to only play that game. You know, I was mm-hmm. thinking like, uh, you know, one of your favorite actors, Daniel Day Lewis, right? If someone showed up and like, like say they had an audition for a week and like for a week they'd been living like that person. And then they showed up to a Vancouver audition like that, unless they were known, people would probably be like, who is this crazy person? You know what yeah. I mean? Like maybe like, you know, maybe they would accept it depending on the role. But like, I think like that, you know, that whole like being in character thing in some ways, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily like it works for him. He can just, he could be living in it, show up to set when they finally shoot and he can, he can be that character, right? Like be living it, not break it. Whereas like, uh, you know, here it, you know, if you're a little bit known and you've built a little bit rapport with the, with the cast directors, they kind of know who you are already. So sure. You've earned a little bit of right to, to do that. But if you showed up day one, no one knew who you were. It's your first time in the audition room. You know, they, they might not want to see you be in character, um, before you do the performance because they want to get to know you a little bit. They want to see what you're like. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I think, you know, some actors, uh, maybe they have the confidence or it's the right role and they get away with it. But like, this is where artistry becomes kind of like a delicate kind of line, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, how you want to walk it. Cause you might, by taking a risk, you might burn that bridge. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, Hey, you know, we haven't even talked about the beer. Yeah, no, we haven't. What is this stuff? It's pretty good. Yeah. This is, um, 
Did you want to try and take a crack at it, or you just well, want me to tell you what like, it is? <laughs> this is? Yeah, I know. Uh, this is like, uh, I'm guessing uh, ESB, uh, maybe an IPA, maybe an ale. It's an, like an ale. Like, it's like something that, it's like a, an, a hoppy ale. That's what I'm getting from it. Uh, that's, it's good. It's tasty. I like it. It's, um, let me give it another <laughs> Just to refresh your taste buds. Yeah, it's, ta it's tasty. It's got like a, I don't know. I feel like it's got like a little bit of honey to it or something. It's like, it seems like a, I think it's an ESB, extra special bitter. Got a little hop, hoppy mm -hmm. ale. That's the best I got for you. All right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, it is an ale. Okay. It is just a pale ale. Oh, it's a pale ale. From oh. Persephone Brewing Company ah. over on in Gibson, BC. Gibson, huh? Yeah, Gibson's BC up on the Sunshine Coast. Nice. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it, it is quite hoppy for a pale ale, um, but it's probably because it's like a, it's probably like a, like a Pacific Northwest style, which yeah. is usually a little bit more hot for it. And then but also the pale ale part of it, and you know, there's a good balance of malt in there. Yeah. So that would probably be like the honey kind of thing. There's no real description <laughs> of. Oh, oh no, wait, there is. Never mind me. <laughs> uh, the Persephone Pale Ale is a sessionable beer for the hop lover. Mm. Citrusy hop flavor and modest bitterness is balanced with a light malt profile. Mm. <laughs> well, I think I did pretty good. So, yeah, there's not much left, but I'll give you a little splash. All right. Splunk. Thanks. Um, cool. Well, so, all right. So, I don't know. What did we discuss? What do we want to take away? Um, Probably time. Yeah, no, this is, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this, uh, this, this convo. It was good. Um, you know, for me, kind of like the thing that I get out of this, like, one of them is, is like, just how interesting it is how these seeming like kind of detours and, and often these things like, Oh, I wish I had learned this sooner. It's like, well, well, I couldn't have learned it sooner. You know, like there's just no way. Like I hmm. kind of went on the path that I did for a very particular reason. I, yeah. Cause that was the only way I, I might've learned it. Right. Um, so a lot of times these things that, that we go through are, are just, to kind of add some color and, and dimension to our lives so we can learn, yeah, certain things. Um, and then, yeah, like just kind of this thing of how it always ends up coming back to, to us, hmm. right? Like after all is said and done, there's, there's still just like, we're, we're left with ourselves right? in a way, you know, it's like, which I find very interesting. Actually, it reminds me of a quote, which I'm not even going to attempt at this point in time. It was an Irish writer, poet, and I'm trying to remember who it was now. <laughs> but basically said, like, you know, it's like after we've, you know, mapped out all of the, all of the stars and the heavens and whatever, it's just like there still remains the mystery of oneself who can who can chart the course of their own, of their own soul or something like that. And it's, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's like after you've, you've learned everything there is to learn, there's still you. Yeah. And who that is and what that is. And, 
and, and that's what you'll always end up coming back to. So in your work and who you are, we talked a lot about actors today, um, but to all artists and, and to you actors, of course, as well, it's like, remember to come back to yourself. Mm. Um, and, 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 ha and have a sense that you might not know what it is that is your value. You might not understand exactly what that kind of ephemeral thing that you bring to the table is, but trust that you have it. Mm. Trust that there is a worth to you and to your work that you don't fully comprehend. Um, and you will maybe start to discover what that is, hmm. you know? And so just appreciate you, <laughs> even if you don't know what it is that you appreciate. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it's, it, it's interesting. I, I can relate to that. Like, I wish I learned some of this stuff earlier on. Um, but you know, uh, I learned it when I learned it. I am, I am where I am. Um, I feel like I'm in this quite, quite an interesting position these days because, because of where I've kind of moved forward as a writer and as a, a development executive and what I've done in my career. I find that a lot of, um, just a lot of people in the industry, uh, uh, come to me and, and seek out my advice and they're willing to share so much of their stories with me, which I, you know, I remember as a young actor, I just could never get the information. It just didn't seem like I, I knew where to go or who to talk to or I never had the connection. And now people just share so freely with me, um, so genuinely and so authentically, like what they've experienced and what they've gone through. And um, it's interesting also to be in a position where I have people who are, you know, actors in the industry who are just working actors, people who are, uh, you know, leads on series and, and also producers and other writers and filmmakers who you know, we're kind of building and shaping like the industry with, with lots of money. And, uh, just to have all these different perspectives and to see how things are. I mean, the thing that I seem to keep coming back to is, is a lot like what you said is like really, um, what, what is so prized is that what can we bring out of ourselves? That's this unique thing. And it's funny, man. Like I heard that shit before but it sounds so cliche, but it really is the thing. It's like, yeah. like how many times do you have to hear it until you start to get it, you know? And like, uh, um, I think it's like, I really do like recently, um, and this has been kind of going on for the last little while, to be honest, but I really do feel like in many ways, my whole entire career and dream has just like restarted. Like everything else was like almost like another life. And like, it's just kind of, like starting over because, um, I don't know, like, I mean, it's just like the journey you, you know, you go through and you live it, but like, um, to just get to a point where I can trust what I bring to the table and my vision and my sense of self and my sense of being and, and, and really beginning to accept and realize that that is important and valid and, and valuable and one of a kind and just, you know, um, it, I, I wish I could share that with younger actors and younger filmmakers and writers and have them get it like just from this yeah. podcast. And I, 
I know that people will hear it and they'll be like, yeah, 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 okay, I've heard this before, but it's like, it's why people talk about it. It's like, yeah. it's why people talk about it because it's true, but it's like, I don't know what it's going to take for you out there to get this. It's just like, you know, just go out. All I can say it's is experience. This, this would be my advice to anybody. Take what you will from this conversation, but all I can say is do this, go out wholeheartedly, go out with your, go out with your, all your passion, all your love, all your intent, and just understand you're going to get banged around a little bit. You're going to do yeah. things wrong, you know, whatever, but just kind of keep, you know, keep doing it. And I think if you stay with it, you're going to soon realize one day that it was you all along and you had it with you and you're going to kick yourself one day and say, why didn't I see this sooner? And for those of you who did see it sooner, good for you. But like, this is our journey. I think this yeah. is our journey as artists. You and know? to you have come to it now, it's just like, Hey, you learned it now. Yeah. And there's, and there's no regress to that. You know, like the thing is like, sometimes like the further someone uh, was, was telling me about how like, um, that it's, um, it's actually my wife. Uh, she was watching this talk and saying like, you know, the way that it kind of works with learning a lot of times is that like, she's talking sort of in, in terms of light and dark, you know? And, and so these things are like, Oh, how did it take me so long to learn this? And, you know, we kind of often reflect when we're thinking about it in that way, we're reflecting on it. It's like, Oh, it was a dark period. Right. Right. And the thing is like, well, yes, but like the thing is like when, when you've gone that far in the dark, right. It's like a slingshot, right? It's like the further you pull it back, the faster the velocity is right. when it's coming back forward right? The greater the velocity. So really you just learned what you've learned in a more profound way than someone that just kind of came right. to that too. That person might have not even really learned it yet, you know, not, not really consciously. Right. And they might discover it's like, Oh, I guess I've kind of always been this way, but I never really understood it, but you understand it right. in, a, in a way. Anyhow. Um, cool, man. Yeah. It's been fun as always. As always. Lots of fun. Um, any, uh, any takeaway that you're going to do personally? Ooh, uh, any takeaway that I'm going to do personally? N no, I'm not going to try and force it. Uh, like it's, <laughs> okay. it's just, this is cool. I'm just going to let this one, I'm just going to let this one kind of stew and, and churn. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to, well, I don't know if this is it. like necessarily like a, an active thing, but you know, I'm inspired to really hold my integrity in, under the face of pressure, you know, out there. And it's like, Oh, we should do it this way. You know, if I'm, if there's something that I'm like, Hey, this doesn't seem to jive right with me. I'm going to say something about it, mm. you know, cause I've, I've done that in the past before where it's just like something about this doesn't make sense, but I'm just going to go with it cause I don't want to ruffle any feathers here. Uh, yeah. You know, say something. You're going to say something. I'm going to say something. I'm going to do something because it's like, you know, you got to just a, a, another call to, to my own integrity there. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you said something earlier in the podcast and, uh, I, I actually had it, but then you shared your thing and I totally blanked. Oh, no! Irrelevant. Uh, the point is though that I, uh, from what you said, I realized like, Oh, you said like, yeah, it's your choice to do it or not. Like if you want to do CW shows or don't want to do CW shows or whatever. I, I personally like, for me, it's not, 
I'm willing to go out and do that stuff and, and, you know, play that part and be a part of that. But at this point, it's, to me, that's all right. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take away from this. I'm going to reevaluate what I want to do. Because I think one of the things that I've been noticing a little bit as for myself is I've been doing what I think is available, what's an option, mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, well, if I got to determine the option, if I got to determine what would I want? And so that's something I've been really being confronted with and realizing a lot more. So I think what I'm going to take forward from this is I'm, I'm going to go, okay, well, these are the options I see, but what do I want to do? And I'm going to see if I can create those options in my life because, you know, I was talking with my, my friend about, about this stuff the other night. And we were just saying like, you know, um, I've been writing these screenplays and whatever, but I was like, you know, I really want to do theater. I just want to write plays. And I know there's like no money in them really like, (laughs) but I'm like, I want to do it. And like, and I thought, you know, just if that's what I want to do, that's what I'll do. You know what I mean? Like, I think the thing is, is like, you know, maybe there is uh, an avenue that I'm not seeing just because I'm going, ah, I can't see the way, but like, what do I want to do? You know, same with like what we want to do with this podcast moving forward, whatever it is, I just want to start starting to go instead of like, what do I think my options are? I'm going to start going, okay, well, these are my options that I see, but what do I want my options to be? Because I do think that by putting that out there, you actually create the option. You create an option that is unseen by anybody because you had to go out and create it. And so I think like what I'm going to do is I'm going to start to just get more honest with myself of what I really want, not what I think I can get. And I, I, I know that sounds like a kind of a common saying in some ways, but it's just like, that's just really literally what I'm realizing out of this is like just being unafraid to say like, no, this is what I want to do. And I was, you know, and they just even further thinking about the size, like, well, um, do I want to make movies, uh, that make money or do I want to make movies that tell like a really great story? And if that's compromised, where's my, where do I lean? And I was like, honestly, right now I could give a shit about the money I, or, or the fame or the recognition or the wide uh, uh, audience appeal right now. I, all I want to do is I want to like, if I write, I just want them to be really great stories that I believe in. And I think it's weird. Cause like, I, I, I don't know, like, I discounted that option because I'm like, oh, well, you know, I need to be doing it this way. I, I don't know. This is just what's becoming my awareness, man. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to take nice. away. I'll see what happens. Nice. Yeah. All right, everybody. Take it easy. That was our show for today. Thanks a lot for listening and being a part of this. If you enjoyed our conversation, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Or you can learn more and message us at www.thebndpodcast.com. Oh, and make sure to leave a comment and rate us on iTunes. That will really help us out a lot. It definitely will. Thanks.